0: glad you're here this morning second chronicles chapter 7 verse 1 one verse i want to read in your hearing now when solomon had made an end of pray now here's what's happening they have built this incredible temple in jerusalem one that they've been preparing for a long time israel's the most powerful nation in the world at this time unbelievable wealth david was not able to build the temple though it was in his heart to do so but god said no your son's going to do it you're a man of battle your hands are full of blood your son's going to do it Solomon has built this. They brought in the best architects, the best craftsmen, the engravers, every, everything. They brought the cedars down and from Lebanon and wood and gold. And it's an, it's an incredible deal. One of the wonders of the world. Now, when Solomon had made it end to pray, now they're dedicating this temple to the Lord. The fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices And the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the glory of the Lord filled the house. I want to talk to you this morning on this simple subject. Glory, fuel. Glory, fuel. Turn to your neighbor and say, glory, fuel. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. I had the opportunity this past week to uh, speak at the Louisiana camp meeting, and it was just an an amazing experience. Thousands of people singing, giving, praying, the atmosphere of the Almighty. I mean, it was unbelievable. I think they've got a little clip if we got things working up there now. Let's see if we— Uh, it was it was pretty amazing. That's just a small clip. Friday night, they had over 4,000 people there. in the balcony goes all the way around. There's another over the church in Alexandria that had 1,500 young people that weren't even here that were having camp at their level. This, this Friday night, I had the opportunity uh, uh, to be sitting next to uh, Pastor Anthony Mangan on the platform. Pastor Anthony Mangan, is, if you haven't heard of him, he pastors a large church in Alexandria, Louisiana. I think the largest church or one of the largest in our United Pentecostal Church, and and uh, he's just a great revivalist for our uh, generation and uh, he is really high strung he doesn't stay still very long and uh, I was sitting next to him and and he was just going and praising God and he'd go across the platform and praying for the singers and everything and worshiping God and then he'd come back and when he'd come back to me he'd have a little uh, sermon to give me and I was trying to absorb all of this and he would say man this is like the atmosphere that we had in Madagascar we were Madagascar together Uh, I think maybe a year and a half ago and I'd nod, you know, in agreement. I was like, yes, brother, man. Yes, absolutely. And I was learning a lot and and I was trying to take in and absorb all this. And at one point he said, we're going to have preaching tonight. The night before we didn't have any preaching. They just started worshiping. We never even got to the preaching. And he said, tonight we're going to have preaching because tonight this is praise. And he said, with praise you always need the word. He said, last night we didn't get to preaching because it was worship. There's a difference, you know, between the two. And I said, yes sir, yes, sir, brother May." And he'd bounce back across the platform and be praying for a bunch more people. And then he'd come back. He'd say, you know, with worship, you don't need the preaching of the word of God because worship brings in the supernatural move of God. But he said, praise is what we do out of obedience, but worship is what we do in response to the word of God. And boom, boom, boom. Then he'd bounce And I'd take my iPad out and I was trying to write all this down while he wasn't looking and not see him coming back and not try to put the iPad back down. I'd say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He'd come back, you know, and he'd say, you know what's happening right now? I'm like, what's happening right now, Brother Megan? He'd grab my arm. He'd say, the glory God came in here last night because of the sacrificial offering. I was like, "Yesterday They raised $300,000 in one night. i never seen anything like it. People were coming down. People were just coming down, pastors, churches, ministers They're coming down and say, I'll give $5,000. i will give $10,000. I was like, they got a lot of money in Louisiana. <laughs> I couldn't hardly believe it. People were coming down. One guy came down. He said, I'll give 1000 I thought, just $1,000?
1: Everybody
0: behind you is giving 10000 you know? Then I was like, man, I can't even believe I'm thinking that. $1,000 is a lot of money. I mean, just people were giving. They they raised over three hundred thousand dollars that one night, just in just a couple of minutes. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I'm sitting there watching. Well, the next night, Brother Manning said, "You know why the glory of God fell in this place last night?" I was like, "Why, Brother Manning? He said, "Because of the sacrificial offering that they gave." And I was like, "Yes, sir." He goes and he says this: the fire always consumes
1: the sacrifice,
0: and then he would bounce back across, the road like that, all across. The road. And I've got my iPad. I'm like, the fire consumes the sacrifice. The fire consumes the sacrifice. And I was like, yes, sir, yes, sir. And I'm trying to put all this down. And then he comes back. He goes,
1: if you sacrifice, the
0: fire will always fall, David. I'm like, yes, sir, yes. sir. And he bounces back across the platform again. I don't know what was preached that night, but I mean, I had my own little sermon going. Whew, man, I was trying to put all that down. And he'd come back and he'd give me another insight and I... Boy, I tell you, as the service got on, I got to thinking about this stuff he was planting in my heart, you know. And I got to thinking that the glory of God has a certain
1: appetite. There are certain
0: sacrifices that fuel the glory of God. Man, I got to thinking about this, and I just sort of got consumed with this. And I started thinking, boy, if it's possible for us to tap into what the glory of God is fueled by,
1: then we could have the glory of God in our car. We could have it in our home. We could have it in the job, the grocery store, the Walmart, Walgreens.
0: Man, I found myself thinking, what
1: is it? that the glory of God responds to. What fuels it? What propels it? What causes it to fall? What does it feed on?
0: What draws it? And I, of course, we know the answers to all of these things are in the word of God. So Exodus 24, 17 is where I started. And I just wanted a few minutes I have with you this morning. Let's just have some fun. You ready to have some fun this morning? Exodus 24, 17. And the sight Of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. Moses is on Mount Sinai. And the people aren't all up there, but they can see it. Man, I got to. I was telling the service this morning at 8:30. The sight of the glory of the Lord. Can you imagine being able to see the glory of God? I'm gonna tell you what, folks, it is. I believe this with all of my heart. Just like Jordan down there in Haiti told us, he said, I wasn't afraid when I was out there firing them shots and providing cover and moving those boulders for you guys. Because he said, I turned and looked back and he said, there was like a big bubble that was over all four of your vans. I thought, now here's a guy who could see the glory of God.
1: Is it possible that the glory of God could be actually seen with our naked eye? I tell you, yes, 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 it could.
0: When the boys, my twin sons that are 14 now, when they were real young, I was teaching them to pray and they were in their room and I'd pray with them at night. And one of them said to me, said, dad, we pray, but you know, we don't hear nothing back from nobody. We pray and it's, you know, it's, it just kind of goes out in the air. And I said, well, the Lord will press in your heart and all that. And, and you can feel them and you can know them. And, and my other son said, oh yeah. He's like, I've seen him. And I said, you've seen the Lord. And he said, oh yeah. When you pray, you can see him. And his brother said, well, what does he look like? He said, he's real soft like cotton
2: balls.
0: (laughs) He was doing his hands like this. He's real soft like cotton balls. He said, it's like in the air, it's like a lot of cotton balls. And you can like feel it and you can just know that that's God. God's in the room. And I was like, man, that's awesome. I don't know if he saw cotton balls or not. He may have seen something in Sunday school where they made something with a paper and clouds and cotton balls. I don't know, but I tell you one thing, God has a way of revealing himself to every one of us. The Bible, it always seems like He was fire. The Holy Ghost was poured out in Acts chapter two, it was fire. Whenever the glory of God was poured out in Mount Sinai, it was fire. Seems like there was a lot of fire. When we read about this dedication of this temple in Chronicles chapter 7, the text we read, it was fire. The fire consumed the sacrifice. When Elijah called fire down from heaven, it consumed the sacrifice. It was fire, but it was a representation of the glory of God. I remember years ago when I was uh, just a young evangelist, we were having a general conference in Louisville, and uh, there was service that was being preached. I think it was brother Man. No, not brother Man. I think it was brother C.M. Beckton that was preaching. He's gone on to be with the Lord now, but he was preaching a message. It seemed like it was on heaven. And it was in Louisville. And I was way up top in one of the seats up top there, and he got to preaching about heaven. I don't know if you remember this bishop, but there was the glory of God came in that building so thick that it became a fog in the building. You could see clouds moving in like that. I remember I was just a young preacher, but I saw that, and boy, I get goosebumps just thinking about it because the glory of God was so powerful. I don't know about you folks, but I'm hungry for the move of the Holy Ghost so that the glory of God is visible. You think
1: it's possible, if we can learn what fuels the glory of God, that you can have the glory of God in your car and in your house and in your marriage and on your children and in your home? I believe there's a God that is wanting to reveal himself to his people in a powerful, tangible way. Whoo, Hallelujah.
0: And I found myself saying, Lord, tell me what it is. What is this all about? Fire coming down. The Old Testament, Moses was the only one that made it up to that fiery summit. And he had a veil on his face. The majority of the people, of course, were at the, the base camp, you know, down below. Joshua, who was to become his successor, he made it about halfway up the mountain. But in the New Testament, when Jesus died on, on the cross... The veil, that big thick curtain that was in the tabernacle that separated the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant was, the representation of the presence and the glory of God. When Jesus died on the cross, that big thick veil, that curtain, the Bible says, ripped into with invisible hands. From the very top to the very bottom. And it was stretched open by the hands of heaven, which now signifies that we can come into his presence, into the glory of God, if we are willing to make the journey. You don't have to ask another man to go to it. You don't have to try to live on the prayers of your grandparents or your parents. You don't have to hope that a preacher will say a prayer for you. You can go
1: with your family, with your stuff You can go with your prayer. into the Holy
0: became consumed with this search what is it that the glory of God has fueled it because if if you want the glory of God you got to know what it responds to what fuels it what sets the atmosphere for the fire to to come there seems to be three levels of coming into the presence of God the first one is praise and we know that praise is a part of what we do in obedience to the word of God but then there's worship worship It's kind of the next level. Worship is this atmosphere of of us moving into this holy environment of the glory of God. And then the next one is that fire. And we can make it through the base level of praise. And then we move into the cloud cover of worship and then into the fiery summit of God's glory. Oh, hallelujah. And I believe that it is the will of God that every single
1: man and woman, especially those of us that know the power of the name of Jesus, that are attempting to live holy, righteous lives, when we come into the presence of God, I believe the glory of God is just waiting wait in anticipation. is there somebody there that's going to create an environment with their praise and worship that I can move in
0: so let me I got to move quick through this but let me give you four things that I believe fuels the glory of God the first one is singing people say how come you Pentecostals sing so much Every time we go to Pentecostal church, they're always singing. Singing, 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 singing. Why do y'all sing so much? Y'all must like the sound of your own voice. Let me tell you why we sing. Psalms 147. Seven. Sing out your thanks to him. Sing praises to our God. We're not singing for judges like America's Got Talent or whatever, Star Search, whatever trying to sing so we can go to Hollywood. We're singing because we're
1: expressing our thanksgiving to God. We ought to sing not about us. We ought to sing about him. We ought to sing about how great he is. We ought to sing about what a mighty God he is. How he's been faithful and he's kept me. And he's a good God.
0: got any more clips up there? Y'all got another one? Man, I wish I could just take in a whole bunch of you with me. Turn up the bottle. You say, well, I don't, I, I just don't feel all that why it's a sacrifice I gotta
1: praise I gotta praise
0: pastor I'm lucky that I even got here this morning I got the kids out and we spilled stuff and the car would not start. here I am and we get to church and we're like oh. and then all of a sudden I, I gotta praise I gotta praise and I gotta
1: let it out sacrifice. I put something on the altar. I'm saying, God, what I've got, I'm willing to give you. I'm going to sing about how great you I'm going to sing about what a mighty God you are. My God, I feel the glory. There ought to be a shout of praise in this house today.
0: Shout with joy to the Lord Worship the Lord With gladness Come before him Singing with joy Acknowledge that the Lord is God He made us and we are his Enter his gates with thanksgiving Go into his courts with
1: praise Thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good.
0: (laughs) You say, preacher, I don't know all them words. You don't even have to know the words. Just hum. I wish I could, I wish I could take you to some of them crusades we've gone to in third world countries, Whew. man, they get the biggest speaker they can find, all you little Pentecostal prima donnas around here that think it's always too loud, <laughs> You ought to go to Haiti. You ought to go to the Amazon of northern Brazil. They got one speed, it's fast. And they got one volume, ear-piercing volume. You walk in front of that speaker, you better duck your head. I was... I was there one time, I I think it was Brother Biddy DeMerchant down there in Brazil. Man, they had big old speakers. They had them all built. They'd already blown the transformer. They were trying to dedicate their building down there. They don't know how to do anything unless it's with all their might. I said, my goodness, Brother DeMerchant, what are they singing? The power of God is so strong. He goes, I have no idea. I don't know what they're singing. He said, you can sing Mary Had a Little Lamb. These people worship God down here. He's been a missionary 50 years. I was like, man, that brother, that almost sounds like blasphemy, brother. Mercy. But I got to thinking about it. They ain't, got, they ain't worried about whether they're on pitch or not. They ain't worried about who's got the solo and who doesn't have the solo.
1: They ain't worried about whether somebody's dressed up or not dressed up. They don't even, they don't
0: even have to know the words. I gotta pray. I gotta pray. Somebody said, I don't think I could do that. Well, David was the king of the whole country.
1: And when the ark of the covenant came into town, he got rid of his royal growth And he gets before the Lord with all of his might. If you get hungry for the glory of God, you don't care what you look like.
2: You don't care what anybody thinks. I will bless the Lord.
0: Just make up words, but be joyful. That's praise, singing to Him. Now remember, the fire consumes the sacrifice, and the fire is the representation of the glory of God. So the ingredients all require some sacrifice. (laughs) Look at verse 2, 2 Chronicles 7, 1. And the priest, this is the dedication of that temple, could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house... They bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped
1: and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good.
0: For he is good. We got that song we sang in that first service. He is good all the time. Y'all get up here and get your microphones. Get ready. God is good. How's it go? All the time. All the time. Don't take the whole service away because I got more preaching to do, but I just want to hear a few bars. the glory of God. white and slow and can't jump. You can at least move around a little. You are good all the time. And some of you black brothers and sisters that got soul and you don't move. You ought to be leading the way. We're going to sing it again. Here's what I want everybody in this building to do. We just going to have fun. I, told you. I may have to finish the sermon later. We're going to sing this again. Only this time, I want everybody in this place moving. Come on, you better get some Pentecostal groove. You are good. in the house. More powerful than an organ, more powerful than a set of
2: drums, more powerful than a keyboard or a bass guitar with God's people, them. Stay-
0: blessing and God keeps pulling me back from it. So this morning, it doesn't have anything to do with you receiving anything. Today, we just offer up a sacrifice unto God. unto God, or when you read man, when you read this verse four offered a fa- sacrifice of twenty two thousand oxen we don 't have twenty two thousand oxen here this morning, and one hundred and twenty thousand sheep we don 't have one hundred and twenty thousand sheep, but here 's what we got: we got our breath, we got our voice got a heart of passion and purpose, and we got understanding from the Word of God that no weapon formed against us can
1: You can create an atmosphere in this house today
2: that, that can set
0: And I know this ain't for everybody But here's what I want I need people That can combine the things we've talked about Singing Shouting And dancing I need people that are willing to do all three of them At the same time To join us down here at this altar I'll wait on you Y'all ready? Here's how we're gonna do it. I read in my Bible, David would organize it. Is this all we got? Y'all push on down here. We're gonna get we gotta have room for them people down in the in the aisles. Don't get too close. You gotta have a little bit of wingspan. Some of y'all may need to get a dance partner. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha! If you got something in your hand, wave it. If you don't, just wave your hand. In the Old Testament, they would wave
1: the crop into the air. Thank you, Lord, you blessed us. Thank you, Lord, you kept us another year. Thank you, Lord, for your protection. Thank you.
0: I got to praise. I got to praise. I got to come out. That's what we're going to do. All right. Good God. Do you feel feel the glory of God? Glory
1: clouds in this house. Jesus. Now, if you have ever shouted unto God,
0: somebody said, that. I feel a little funny doing this, Pastor. That's why it's a sacrifice. You ought not to let them crazy people in Green Bay get up there in the middle of the winter at a football game, paint the letter G on their chest, and hoot and holler, and TV cameras be on. And then we as Pentecostals are supposed to sit like cemetery plots with faces. We got to
2: fight it with God.
1: He created the air that we